0: characterized as being a parent, it, well for me it is you're always paranoid or fearful of something.
1: Yeah, I'm terrified every day all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, no, but, it's
1: true it's just like especially living with anxiety on top of being a parent and you're always freaking out like oh god is my kid okay is something gonna happen what's good to uh, what can go wrong there's like so many different things that can go wrong at any point in the day with your kids And
0: yeah.
1: something something's bound to happen especially with my kids they're clumsy as shit <laughs>
0: mm All uh, right, this is Dan, and it is When a Nerd Starts Over. We are back with our good friend Dom, and we're not going to talk about TV shows. We're going to talk about something else that we share in common, and that's being a parent. I don't think we talk about it enough, actually, on this show because it affects us every single day of our lives. And it, that's not meant to sound depressing, but that's just <laughs> that's just reality. <laughs> but um, there's just some questions. I mean, because being a parent now is a lot different than, you know, it was when we were kids, right? Totally. Um, And the way that our personalities are, um, that changes the way that we parent. And um, I don't know. And it's always kind of interesting how... We, if we were in a situation, we've all been like, say, like a Target or like a, you know, some department store, and you've seen the kid like freaking. Mean, there's a kid in there just freaking out, like flipping out, and it's always interesting to see how the parent reacts. You know, like, do they? take the kid outside and like leave uh, like uh, on the dot or they just let the kid cry there or 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 what or they try to console the kid or does the parent get more mad i mean have you ever had a situation where your child was like acting up in a store
1: absolutely so many times
0: (laughs) what did you do in those situations
1: well it really depends um it depends on why my kid is acting that way. Mm-hmm. Like did something if something happened or are they just super tired? Or are they feeling overstimulated? Like trying to assess why they're freaking out in the first place yeah. is is generally my first move that I make.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: my son has definitely had a few uh crazy fit in a department store, mm-hmm. I just try to stay calm, um, especially if it's like mid-trip, and where we live, you know, there's no big store close, so you have to go out of town if you want to go to a Target or yeah. like a Costco or whatever, yeah. so if I'm already at the store, I've made the trip out of town, I've... I spent the gas to make that trip we're finishing our trip <laughs>
0: yeah i i uh it's because i think before i was a parent um i would look at it differently you know like i was like oh my gosh what's going on there but as a parent now i'm like more sympathetic like oh yeah I yeah know. <laughs> like and you'll see who the parents are um, in the area, because they'll look, and they'll be like, "Oh, you'll you'll know that they understand, and that they've been there before." And they're they're probably they're the most patient when it comes to that, you know. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So, I mean, what about on an airplane flight?
1: Um, I actually haven't flown with my kids, but I have been in an airplane with a screaming child. <laughs>
0: And that's tough. I don't, that one's tough. I mean, I've, I've, I think my daughter. She has a baby. She's probably been on like you know maybe two flights, and and they were short flights, so it, 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 there wasn't a chance for her. I mean, there was an error on my part, um, where we uh, checked in the diaper bag. Um,
1: uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and then of course right before the flight, she has this huge accident. Uh, she had any clothes on her so oh, no. I had to uh, go to the uh, department store inside the airport you know it's, and they know it's extremely expensive I, and there was nothing yeah. and so I all I bought her was this big huge sweater that she couldn't fit um, and just wrapped it around her and she was basically in feet and diapers in this big sweater uh, oh. On board, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a fail on my part, man." It was just, it was just, you don't check in the diaper bag. No. <laughs> but I, that's the only thing I've, I've ever done. Um, but um, I know that uh, I think my daughter she had a flip out one time, and it was in a Target, and she just sat. She didn't. She just. I'm not sure why, but I just remember sitting on the ground, and she just. She was sitting on the ground because she refused to get up. And she was just screaming, and she just did not want to leave. And I was like, I have never seen this before. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know what to do. Should I call security? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Do I call timeout and tag another parent so they can take over? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I'm tapping out. I need someone to tap
0: in. I was like, you win. I mean, I'll buy you whatever you want, you know. Um, Yeah, that's when the
1: bribery sets in. You're like, shoot, what do I do right now? How do I make this?
0: Stop. I know it is. It's it's, it's tough because the thing is, you know, we you know we can talk. I mean, we, we know when people just talk and talk, and they say, "I don't feel good," "I don't feel happy," "I'm not," you know, "I'm not feeling good," or "I'm hungry," or "I'm happy." But with a child who can't talk, it's. I mean, we're mind readers, you know. We're 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 trying to figure out what our kid wants, and like you know, you'll eventually learn it. You'll know your your kid's signals, you know. But
1: yeah, you learn their cues pretty quickly. But sometimes, like in a situation like that. It's like what the heck is happening? I fed you, you took a nap, you what? Like what's happening? You're dry, you're safe. Why?
0: I, I know. It's it's so you know, I mean if we could just have subtitles when you when you baby talk, you know, like I, I can know what you want and but then again, it's like us sometimes, right? It's like sometimes we don't know. Why we're not happy, you know. We're just not happy, you know. Yeah,
1: Um, just a bad day sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. You know, and and it's interesting because I mean, it's we're parents, and it's hard to you know to look at other parents and see the way they raise their child, and not be judgmental sometimes. Um, you know, uh, I guess as I got older, um, I would you know. I work in a very public place. I'm not going to say where I work, but I work in a very public place. So I see kids come in all the time and has a father of a daughter. Sometimes I see dads come in with their daughters and I see, like, what they're wearing. And I say to myself, whoa, (laughs) I could never let my daughter go out in that, you know. Um, But I can't help it, though. You know? Yeah. I mean, have you found yourself doing that sometimes? Like you're out and you like kind of like you kind of judge like, whoa, I, I I couldn't do that.
1: I've definitely caught myself doing that, and then I have to say to myself, okay, hold on. Why why are you doing that? Why are you <laughs> Why are you looking at this family and saying that what they're doing doesn't meet your stand? It literally doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. It's not. It's not your kid. It's not whatever and chances are that when you're seeing a kid wearing something that you wouldn't let your kid wearing the kid is normally at least a certain age right more than five probably yeah
0: Yeah.
1: um probably like a preteen and I've definitely caught myself being like you know I would never let my daughter wear that and then I think to myself why am I trying to have that kind of control over my daughter?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's
1: because it's going to it's her body. Like right now she can't tell me what she wants to do with it, but when that time comes am I going to be the type of parent that's like you're not wearing that out of the house. You better go back in and change or am I going to trust that she knows her body, she knows her Limits on herself, and she has enough self-respect
0: to wear whatever the fuck that she wants. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. And I, I know that you know. Since I have a daughter, it's going to be interesting when he gets to that time. Um, when, you know, and the thing is, and I had a I had a weird. I mean, I always have trouble with with just fashion period. Like, I I hate figuring out what to wear. Um, I hate shopping for clothes because I'm like, I don't know if it's going to fit, and I uh, you know, I hate doing that, and so. Having a shop for my daughters is always a challenge like you know when summer started it was like okay you need a new swimsuit I don't know I don't know I don't know what you what you to wear you know and then and then even today um, you know I have to go to a funeral tomorrow right so yeah. I had to get a black dress and even just that simple test it is a black dress it's simple. And I'm literally just standing in front of a wall of dresses for, like, a half hour, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is this not formal enough? This one's kind of lacy. Is this, you know, is this inappropriate? Is lace okay at a funeral? I, it's just, I, I'm the worst at this stuff. So
1: It's hard, though. And especially with that father-daughter dynamic, it's like, you're not a woman. You don't know, like, what's going to fit a girl's body in a certain way or what she likes has to come into that decision, too. It's hard.
0: Yeah, I, it was funny because, I, I, you know, what I usually do is I'll FaceTime my girlfriend and I'll say, what about this? Like, does this go? Does this match? Or... Or what, and you know, um, and she'll tell me or, or not, you know. But then now, you know, my daughter, she has enough fas- fashion sense to know, like, Dad, that doesn't even match, or, or, you know, that looks weird, you know. I you know I really don't understand the whole the outfits that girls wear with the uh, the holes where the shoulders are. I don't really understand the the outfit. Yeah, the
1: cold shoulder top.
0: Yeah, I guess that's like really big now, but I I don't know. I'm just,
1: it's super trendy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess from see it, it just makes me sound more old, doesn't it? It's like I don't. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that sucks.
1: I know nothing about fashion. I wear like black pants and a black shirt and socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't come to me for fashion advice. <laughs>
0: no, I mean you're gonna be you're raising a young man. This guy's going to be, um, which is going to be interesting, you know, as in like, you know, uh, the values that you teach, you know, your young man growing up and, and things like that. I mean, have you you thought of any challenges that you'd have raising a young man? Uh,
1: yeah, I've thought of a lot of challenges. Um, I've had a lot of challenges too, especially with the culture that we live in and, you know, there's a lot of, um, Really negative things that you read about in the news or that you hear on the news about um, like the Brock Turner case oh, and yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity around young men and teaching my kids' consent and mm-hmm. teaching them to have respect for not just their bodies but for everybody's bodies right. and understanding that no means no but that yes can also turn into no and (laughs) all these things are really hard I don't know obstacles I guess to kind of overcome with my kids but having having to teach them these things it's like oh yeah these are actually pretty easy to integrate into everyday life like You can give someone a hug, a high-five, or a handshake when we're leaving. You can say no, they can say no, Um, and then that's just that, like you have to respect if someone doesn't want to give you a hug, a high-five, or a handshake. You have to ask before you touch somebody, like it's, it's hard, but it's definitely doable. And then modeling that behavior for them. So like, if I want to hug my son, I ask him first, can I give you a hug right now? Can I give you a kiss? Like, can I hold your hand or (laughs) things like that? It's just little stuff that you don't even think about that turns into really big once they get older and they're like, oh, you didn't model that behavior. You didn't tell them that no means no, or that, you know, they can't touch somebody if that person doesn't want to be touched. And then that's where people run into issues, I think, but yeah. I think that's going to be the biggest obstacle for me with my kids is teaching them, you know, body autonomy and respect for others. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. They're young.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause I, I it's like, um, like I noticed with like, you know, my daughter, like she's, <laughs> She's extremely friendly, you know, so she, she always wants people to be part of the group. She wants people to feel like, to belong, feel like they belong. She's always like, even, you know, her teachers always tell me that like, she's so inclusive. um, And I, and I, I think that's awesome. You know, um, but, it, you know, sometimes, you know, but children have to learn limits, too, you know, um, which is kind of hard to learn. I mean, because there was a situation where she was, you know, very inclusive, always really friendly to this one person, and that person became, like, a bully. Um, so we expected that type of behavior all the time. Like, oh, well, you, you offered to hold my bag one time. Now I, I want you to hold my bag every day. Or... Um, you let me have your snack one day, now I want your snack every day, you know, um yeah, and that's hard, so it's like what so she has to it's a limit that she has to learn. It's like you know you can you know yeah, it's great to be nice, but you you can't be too nice,
1: yeah, you can't be overly nice and not get anything in return for
0: it <laughs> yeah it's 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 tough, and that I think for me that was like one of my biggest fears is like when my child started going to school, it was. Will she get along with kids? Will kids get along with her? You know, will there be bullies? Cause I think when my daughter first started school, well, started school, um, she w- was already having trouble speaking, uh, because, you know, her mother, um, her grandmother, uh, spoke to her in English and Tagalog. So she was mixing it all together all the way into like age five. And so. We were afraid to to put her in school for a little bit because she get she might get made fun of. She had a speech delay, right? Um, and, and that would already be grounds for you know you could get bullied for that. You know,
1: yeah, that's hard.
0: So um, I um luckily you know she she you know we we actually took her out of the, the current school the school that she was in and transferred her to a public school, which is where she goes now and she's flourished. I mean, she, you know, she'd never had issues with bullying or anything. I mean, not bullying, but with her speech or reading or anything like that. But that's just always a fear. And I think that's one thing that characterizes being a parent. Well, for me, is is you're always paranoid or fearful of something.
1: Yeah, I'm terrified every day all the time. <laughs> 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 Wait, no, but- it's true, it's just like, especially living with anxiety on top of being a parent, and you're always freaking out, like, oh god, is my kid okay? Is something gonna happen? What's gonna, uh, what can go wrong? There's like so many different things that can go wrong at any point in the day with your kids, and <laughs> yeah. something, something's bound to happen, especially with my kids, they're clumsy as shit, so... <laughs>
0: It's, 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 I mean, parenting is like, it's an adventure, dude. And I know that even though at my age, my mom still constantly worries about me um, and, and my sister, you know, even, and and we're grown, you know? Um, And I just know that, you know, has as parents, when we get older, it's always going to be that. We're always going to see that little kid, no matter how old they are, they're going to be that little kid to us, you know?
1: Yeah. You know? I mean... I don't know if you feel the same way, but my mom, when I was younger, I used to get really frustrated because she was always worrying about something or trying to manage some kind of situation and I would be like, Mom, stop <laughs> But now now that I'm a parent, like, oh I'm yeah. really sorry. I totally get where you're coming
0: from. Yeah, isn't it crazy, though? Like, you know, all the all the stuff that we thought was crazy with our parents is like, wow, that actually made a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my parents made a lot more sense than I thought that they did at the time. But you're young. You don't see things the way that they do. And it's hard to look at things from their point of view when you're 8, 9, 10
0: 13 20 39 i mean um yeah i i I know i mean like um i was curious about this i I, I sent over an article to you to to look over and it's just a poll basically what you know parents think is normal for you know certain questions like in their kid's life you know and i I had a couple questions also that i'm just gonna throw out there just because i'm curious um now, one of them is, I guess. Uh, what well, I think, oh, okay, one of them was about Santa. Like, what oh, yeah. do you do with, about Santa? I mean, do you? Um, what if your child just doesn't believe that? Do you keep on trying to convince the kid? I mean, where, where, where do we stop there?
1: Um, I haven't really actively had a conversation with my kids about santa claus Mm -hmm. um but if at any point my son since he's older if he were to come to me and say that he didn't believe in him anymore cool all right just so you know (laughs) i buy all this shit anyway (laughs) (laughs) but like i don't i can't think of a time where i've been like santa's gonna do this or whatever. I mean, we did Elf on the Shelf last year, mm-hmm. um, which I had never done before. I hadn't even heard about it until last year. And my best friend's mom was like, oh, we should do this for Xavier. It'll be really fun. I was like, sure. You know, his dad had just died. We were having a hard holiday season. So I was like, you know what? Anything to make him smile, I don't care. And we did this thing and towards the end of it, he goes, mom, how is this happening? Is this <laughs> really magic? What's going on here? Like, well, we read the book. The book explained it. That's what's happening. That's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like situations like that. I mean, they're gonna find out.
0: Yeah, it's like, and there's so many things like that in like our, you know, in our lives. Like, for example, like like the, the tooth fairy, right? The tooth fairy, um. Is 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 a weird thing to have to describe. You know, it's it's really creepy. It's like, yeah, this this kid want this this fairy wants your tooth. He's gonna give you money for it. It's kind of weird, you know and.
1: It's all weird—the tooth fairy, the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. Like, why are all these people trying to break into your house and give you stuff? I know. I <laughs> I,
0: I never had that happen in real life. Someone broke in my house and gave me a new TV. You know, I a, no. this, this, why can't we have an older version of Santa Claus? You know, I
1: wish.
0: You know, like uh, like I remember there was one time when I was on the lot, I was on the verge of just telling her this one time where. Uh, my, my daughter said to me, hey, you know, dad, you know, the tooth fairy, like, you know, usually gives me like, you know, five dollars or like ten dollars. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you know, my friend, um, she got a hundred dollars. What? And I was like, babe, if that's the case, I'm going to start pulling out my teeth. OK, I'm going to pull out my teeth. I'm going to give it to your friend. To put it underneath her, on her pillow, okay? I'm like, uh, But then I had to think about where we live. And so I was like, I mean, you know, where, where she goes to school and what city that's in. I'm like, okay, well, that might happen to some kids. It
1: makes a little more sense when you think about
0: that. <laughs> you know, uh, when we grew up, you know, when I grew up, we were getting changed, man. We are getting like quarters you know? Yeah, I got like a quarter for my teeth. <laughs> that was that wasn't even enough for a chocolate taco from the ice cream man. Okay, you <laughs> couldn't get anything with a quarter.
1: <laughs> no. No, that's not true. You could get the Bazooka
0: bubblegum or those bubblegum cigarettes. You could get that.
1: Yeah. Which you
0: get those. <laughs> which I don't even understand who the inventor was who said bubblegum cigarettes was a great idea for kids. But um let's Well, <laughs> I
1: mean they sold. They're still around, so something
0: worked. <laughs> I guess so. Now, how about this? Now, you have two kids. How about... How would you handle making meals for different kids?
1: Um, when I only had one child, my husband and I were both like, oh, whatever, he's little, he doesn't want to eat that, Mm -hmm. whatever, doesn't matter, we'll make something, it's fine. But... As my kids have gotten a little bit older, it's like, you know what, no, I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. We make one family meal, and my kids have to take no thank you bites. They can't say that they don't like something, or they can't say no thank you to anything on their plate until they've at least tried it. Yeah. Um, and then if they try it and they legitimately don't like it, then they don't have to eat that thing. But... I make them try things so many times before I'm <laughs> satisfied that, okay, no, you really don't like that. Like my son doesn't like avocados. I made him try it probably 20 times.
0: <laughs> well, you probably love avocados, right?
1: I do. So does his sister. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird. Cause I, um, I mean, like, see, I'm a pescatarian. I, I don't, I eat fish. Um, but I also eat some dairy depending on what it is. Um, and so my diet, I have to do that. I have to like make different things for my daughter because yeah. I'm not going to tell her that she can't have meat. You know, I mean that she's a growing girl. You know, and she loves her her hamburgers and her you know, you know things hey. like that. Um, so I I I have I have had to to make the different meals just just because of like you know for for diet reasons. Um, but um, one thing that you know she actually she got into it and I, I know our you know our tastes they change as we get older you know um mm-hmm. like she just started liking shrimp and i think that's such a weird thing to to like at that age it's like you know it's a certain section of like you know seafood it's like she only likes shrimp but she will not eat any other kind of seafood thing um that's
1: how i used to be too as a kid because your daughter she's how old she's like nine she's 10?
0: ten yeah she's turned ten yeah
1: yeah, I think right around that age, I really started liking shrimp too. But I only liked shrimp and I only liked salmon. Mm. I didn't like anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's weird. I mean, like, uh, like now, for example, like I mean, I know that has kids. Like, you know, we hate vegetables, right? We just hate them. You know, most kids hate vegetables, right? And the one thing that I, one thing I was uh, a vegetable that I heard a lot of people hate when they were kids were, were Brussels sprouts. They thought they were disgusting. Um, and they were like alien like, you know, it was weird, like a like a little baby cabbage slash broccoli thing. And yeah, in my culture, you know, we don't really eat Brussels sprouts. That's not like a part of a normal meal. And we eat like bok choy and like freaking, you know, you know, yeah spinach and like whatever Yabita. goes. Yeah, whatever goes into Asian dishes, we ate that. But um Brussels sprouts is not part of that. And, but now I've had it, I guess like I've had it, like I first started eating it like maybe a year ago and it's like my favorite vegetable now. It's like really, I love it's, it, it's, it's weird how that changes. You know what I mean? Do you, have you tried any of the, uh, the vegetables with the kids yet? Yeah.
1: Um, so my son is a huge, um, pea lover, like mm-hmm. the frozen bags of peas that oh, you can yeah. get at the grocery store. Yeah. I make sure that our freezer has multiple bags at all times because my <laughs> son will literally go in the freezer, pull out a bag, and eat the whole thing frozen.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm not even mad about that. Go ahead, eat the whole thing. It's a vegetable,
0: I don't care. Yeah, yeah, it can be, yeah. Vegetable for sure. <laughs> but
1: um, yeah, he's kinda of picky with vegetables. I mean, I think it has to do with the way that we cook them, too, because a lot of the time, my mom will just, like, boil a vegetable, or my dad will just steam a vegetable, and there'll be nothing on it, no flavoring of any kind, and my son won't like it. But then if my mom will cook something, or if I will cook something, and I'll put, like, a little bit of seasoning on it, or, like, a little bit of butter, you're like, oh, this is so good. I really like this. Like, all right, I'm going to cook it that way. I just, I don't know, I think that we, um, we don't season our kids' food a lot, and that's why they don't like things, because we don't eat things that way.
0: Yeah, true.
1: (laughs) But we expect our kids to, so, I don't know, at least that's just been my experience with my son.
0: Yeah, it's... Like,
1: he he doesn't like a plain vegetable, but he will eat it if it has salt and pepper on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, like I think, but I think when I ask my daughter to eat certain things, she does it now just to, to, to basically like, maybe just like, you know, make a joke about it. You know, like I'll just say, Hey, you know, I don't know. Like, like, she drew this picture, which I, I, like my my favorite picture that she ever drew. And it's like me and her in this field, right? We're just in a field of like flowers and grass. Right. And in her, you know, in my hand, I'm raising up like broccoli. There's broccoli in my hand. You know, but in her hand, she has ham. <laughs> so, it's like, that's our relationship. It's like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's like one of my favorite pictures that she's ever done, like, that's drawn Like, <laughs> you know, well, now I, here's a question I uh, wanted to ask was like, what do you, how do you feel about putting kids in timeout?
1: My kids get put in timeout. Well, my kids. Yeah. Luna's a little
0: too young to understand what's happening. Is it effective for you? Is it effective?
1: Um, Eight times out of ten, yes.
0: Yeah. How long is timeout?
1: Timeout's normally about, like, two minutes. Just Mm -hmm. enough time to calm down.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: So however long my son needs to, to take a few deep breaths and come back down a little bit from however he's feeling because generally when he's getting put in timeout, he's like over the top angry or over the top frustrated about something. So timeout is really just a way for him to take a breath and kind of settle into his feelings and say, okay, I can talk about this now without screaming or trying to throw something or, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: you know, it's, it's just more of a cool down
0: for yeah. him. Like, I mean, so you probably, I mean, like my kid, like, you know, if I were to put her on timeout, I mean, she'd probably love it. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't work anymore, but I have, I have grounded her before. um, As in, you know, like, you know, she can't watch TV or play video games or something for a certain amount of time. And that was only like, I think like one time when I was like extremely angry. And it was difficult to have that discussion with her because um, I had warned her numerous times, I think through like maybe a year, a year period. Um you know please don't do that it 's really bad you know um <clears throat> so and then I remember the last time that I grounded her um it was this whole discussion because you know when 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 i when when i ground when I grounded her it was like for something serious it wasn't just for something small but it was like something serious, and there were a bunch of you know other things that were bad that were involved in that one incident. So it's sure. like I felt I had to, I had to, I'm like, because not only did you do this, you did this, this, and this. And I'm like, and that all tied together, I have to ground you, you know? Um, yeah. and I remember having that discussion and explaining why I was doing it. And she left the room and I remember like bursting into tears and I was like, I don't like doing that. Like, I can't, do that you know i mean she's crying i'm you know i'm crying and it's just it you know we've had our parents say that to us right where it's like you know this hurts me more than it hurts you you know and at the time we're like no it doesn't but you know in reality it does
1: but it really does (laughs) yeah it's, it's
0: it's 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 tough you know i mean it's it's tough to be the parent Slash friend slash you know person who has to dole out the punishment you know
1: seriously that's the hardest part it's like I love you so much I'm sorry that you just think that I'm being mean to you but I'm not trying to just be mean
0: (laughs) yeah I mean there's a reason why I have to do this and then it's a cliche like you'll understand when you get older you know I mean yeah you know
1: unfortunately that's true
0: (laughs) yeah yeah now what do you think what is the what's the age that you think is okay to leave a kid at home alone?
1: That's really hard. I think it depends on the kid.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because, you know, I was, like, a super self-sufficient kid. Um, but I still didn't get left home until I was, like, 11 or 12. Maybe I was 11. I think I was 11. Um. But I could, at that point, I could cook for myself. Like, I knew to turn the stove off. I locked doors behind myself.
0: Oh, my God. You were cooking at 11?
1: uh, Yeah.
0: Holy hell. Dude, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I was super self-sufficient. But, like, most 11-year-olds that I know now can't even make themselves toast. So. uh, (laughs) so that's hard
0: I, I know me um, it's um, like I mean I it was a hot pocket at 11 uh, I would I'd put it in a microwave <laughs> I mean, that's all I I knew how to do so that's
1: easy I couldn't like cook a steak at 11
0: but
1: <laughs> I, I could make like scrambled eggs
0: and potatoes well, yeah, that's that still sounds really difficult because there's a lot of steps that go into scrambled eggs if you think about it I mean there's a lot of, that's pretty talented. I mean I know you're a Gordon Ramsay over here as an 11-year-old. Just, like, okay. <laughs> well, um no, I mean I I don't know like I know I don't know like when I could, you know, like I know my daughter's like joked about it. Like, oh, I'll just stay home. She'll joke about it. But then it makes you worry and be like, well, what is your, is your mom doing that? <laughs> like, is she leaving? yeah, she you know, I mean, cause I'm divorced. So I'm like, I don't know if she's doing that. There are times when I'm like, okay, baby, we're going to go to the store. And then she'll be like, oh, I'll just stay in the car. And I'm like, wait a minute. What, what why do you want to stay? No, you're going to go with me in the store. <laughs> like, I and I'm like, wait, is your mom doing that? Like, you know, so <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know, so I, that's the thing to worry about, um, but I know when I was younger, um, I probably I was probably really young when I was left, and I think it was for different circumstances because I think it was a lot more difficult. There weren't much programs for like you know daycare or you know things like that for for parents. Um, so my, my I think my parents left me at home alone with my sister, and I was a lot younger. Um, you know, yeah. I remember getting this speech all the time, like don't open the door for anybody. You know, or don't even an- don't even answer the phone. Like they had like a special code when they called on the phone, or was like, you know, we're gonna make it ring three times and then we're gonna hang up and then we're gonna call you again right after that. You know, because you know they didn't want me to answer the phone and they're gonna be like, whoa, where's your parents? Oh, they're not there, and then they show up at the house or something. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: that makes sense.
0: You know, I mean, but how old? How old, But you were self sufficient. You were making gourmet meals, so that you were fine at um,
1: home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was like 11 and 12 when I was home by myself, but for a long time I had like an older sibling at home, um, but my sibling, well, he was living with us before I was 11, um, and he's much older, so that's, that's why I was not home, I think, earlier by myself,
0: is because
1: my, my older brother was living with us for a while, for a few years, and... Um then eventually he moved, but I think had he not lived with us when I was younger, I might have been left
0: earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean I, I mean I, I don't know, I guess like my, my parents are old school like Filipinos and I guess like their parenting was, you know a lot more interesting I guess than than what we do here in America. You know, uh, a lot of things yeah. that I, ways that I was raised, we, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't do that here. It just wouldn't, uh, I, I, mean, I just, it just, it just wouldn't make sense to me. And then I think it's because growing up in America, we see things a lot differently. You know, um, yeah, uh, like I mean, my grandmother, uh, she had ten kids, so it's like, I mean, there's everyone can watch somebody. You know, um, uh, you got 10 kids. Someone's going to watch someone. Someone's going to take care is, of somebody else. There's
1: always someone
0: around. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. You know. but, um, I think the last question I wanted to ask you actually was, you know, I, you know, about being an introvert and being an extrovert extrovert and how that affects like our parenting, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, do you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert?
1: Um, I think I'm a pretty extroverted introvert like I can I can give a speech if I have to like I can go to a party and be okay if I know people but I need my alone time or my quiet time to unwind and decompress and like I don't like being surrounded by people all the time yeah um but I mean, I'm kind of a 50-50, it just depends, it depends on the day. I would definitely say I'm more of an introvert most of the time, Um, but I can be an extrovert. It's, I'm a weird one.
0: Yeah, like, I, I always consider myself to be like an extroverted introvert, sort of, too. It's like, when I need to be outgoing and social, I can do it, you know, yeah. um... And you know, I can do it to the point where people don't even know that I'm am really an introvert. You know, um, yeah. And then, but you know, I need my alone time where I'm like, I, I just don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be in my thoughts. You know, it's kind of like at lunch. You know, like you know when you go to lunch in your your place of work or something. Like, there's the people who love to talk to people on their lunch, right? They just talk, talk, and talk. And there's people who just don't want to talk at all. Like I don't, even, yeah. I don't want to talk. I just want to focus on the task, which is eating this food in this short amount of time. You know,
1: don't look at me, don't talk to me.
0: That's a, you you see, that's eat me. Eat by
1: myself.
0: Right, and that's me. It's like I just don't, and that's I think that's what what is the different Like I guess that what makes it different, right there. Is like I just don't. I know I have that amount of time to get back to normal again, and like focus and like you know reflect on stuff and i just don't want to talk i don't want my mind to be stimulated by that you know Um, yeah uh so it's like i'll find the the area where there's no one and i'll sit there on purpose and like not talk to anyone i'll put earbuds on or whatever to show like i do not want to deal with anybody right now (laughs) you know um
1: whatever you gotta do (laughs) right
0: yeah i mean so but now that we know that how does that I mean, how does that affect the way that you parent like you know, when it comes to like social situations?
1: Uh I try really hard not to let my introverted self or like my anxious self be too apparent when it comes to like going to a big family gathering or something. Like I might know all of these people, but it still is terrifying for me. <laughs> be surrounded by 40 people or 60 people or however many, but I don't want my kids to know that because I want them to feel however they feel and be secure in that feeling and tell me like, oh, this makes me feel happy being around a big group of people or this makes me feel like I need to go home or, you know? Like, my son is the life of the party. He Mm. will literally go up to anybody. You saw him last week or whenever that was when you came over.
0: Yeah. We had a
1: party at the house, and he was just, like, going up to people, talking, trying to play games. Like, he's very comfortable in a social setting, which is not me at all.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember that.
1: Yeah, I try to let my kids have their own feelings and just kinda of remain neutral in situations like that, but <laughs> but I know that being an introvert, like I won't go to stuff sometimes because it's like I I can't. I wanna be home by myself <laughs> in the quiet and safety of my house. And that's when it's like do I tell my kids that we didn't go to something or do I just not bring it up because I don't know if I'm gonna wanna go or not, you know? yelling at me
0: about it yeah see she's like i wanted to go to that party yeah
1: exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i i've I've had that too where it's like you know baby what do you ask my daughter like baby what do you want to do today i mean do you want to go you know on that play date or what do you want to do you want to hang out with friends or do you want to stay home and you know and i think she she kind of feels that way sometimes too it's like i really don't want You know, to be out today, I just want to be at home, or I just want to play video games or something. You know, and I appreciate that she knows what you know where she she feels like she could be herself and and feel safe and not awkward. You know. Um,
1: Yeah, that's really good.
0: so you know i I think see me it's kind of weird because like it you know has an introvert you know extrovert introvert like if you were say full-on introvert telling your kids to go 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 make friends and go play go 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 you know be social it's weird because it's like you know well you know do as i say not as i do you know um but they don't know that your kid doesn't know that hey you know my dad doesn't like to play with other people you know i mean (laughs) (laughs) they don't know that you know but even as an extrovert you might do it differently you might be like yeah go play or you're like wait a minute but not don't play with that kid you know i mean you 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 could do that you know it, it's just kind of weird how we try to be the opposite to make sure that our kid is well rounded
1: yeah my brother and i were actually just having a conversation like this where it's like you Go through your whole childhood and you see how your parents parent you and you see how you turn out. And, you know, there's some negative things that you want to actively try and prevent uh, from happening in your kid's life. But no matter what you do, it's like that's already ingrained in their genetics. <laughs> yeah. Like, you no, know, regardless of. Whether or not I'm an introvert and I'm trying to act like an extrovert or vice versa or whatever, it's already in my like, kid's genetics. Like, however they're going to turn out is however they're going to turn out regardless of what I'm telling them to do in a certain situation, if that makes sense.
0: No, no, yeah. That, I mean, that makes you know, a lot of sense. It's just – it's weird. I mean, it's we, it's, we, we want the kid to to be able to, you know, adapt to every single situation, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, we want, I don't know. I just think that we have a lot less control than we feel like we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But I don't know, it's really cool being able to watch my kids kind of come into their own personalities and figure out who they are. And it's really neat to be able to experience that with them, regardless of whether or not I've shaped
0: any of it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like that's one of the things. I mean, we, we joked around a lot in this episode about how difficult it could be. We talked about tantrums and how we handle tantrums and how do we talk about certain ideas if they do come up. Um, but the fact of the matter is that being a parent is probably – it's the toughest job in the world, but it's also the most rewarding job in the world. We, we get to see things that normal other people might not be able to see ever in their lifetime. Um, you know the first steps of your child the the first time they say words, I mean the first time like you said, like seeing personality and like seeing like, whoa, that's me, I can see myself in my kid um that's extremely rewarding, you know, yeah, you know so I mean um, I don't know, but I mean, there's so much that we could have talked about in this, um, and I'm sure we'll have other episodes where we'll talk about parenting and how the, the challenges of our kids growing up. I mean, school is right around the corner, so there's going to be more challenges than that in itself. So <laughs> We're going to have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, thank you, Dom. Next time she's on here, we will be talking about a TV show that we are both actively watching, which is Electric Dreams. Um, so uh, there's a lot to say about that. I've taken a lot of notes on some of the episodes I have seen already because they're just so trippy and weird. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I definitely have had to take notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't started watching Electric Dreams and you do want to participate in the discussion, watch it now because then by the time this that episode comes out, you probably would have finished it. So, um, I also, And also, as always, if you have any comments about this show or other shows, you can contact us at when a nerd starts over at gmail.com. So, this is Dan and Dom. Um, Thank you again.
1: Thank you, as always.
0: All right, and we will see you next time.